At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Welcome into the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek, a podcast dedicated to everything you need to know about the squad. Hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and those who cover the NBA on a daily basis. Jump feed to nobody. So much for momentum. The New Orleans Pelicans podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. I am Joe Cardosi, joined by Mr. Jim Eichenhofer. Uh, sounded a little bit like Axl Rose today. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I... Uh, I had quite a time in that fourth quarter. Uh, I, I was uh, hollering in the studio. If you were outside and, and you saw a man shrieking through the window, uh, that was me. I apologize. Uh, Jim, thanks for hanging in with me here. Hey, no problem. Yeah, we might need to get this uh, podcast wrapped up quick so we can get you ready for Friday. Hopefully by Friday's show, you'll be back to 100% in full yes. strength. There were rumors last night after the game that in addition to Willie Green's halftime speech where he walked in and said guys that first half was not us we need to do better that you were also you also barged through the doors yep. because based on the sound of your voice I'm wondering if you just kind of left it all in the uh, home locker room last night I kind of did I'm feeling it a little bit today but you know what I think it worked you know the biggest way to get people's attention is for them to go what is this and then you show them what it is I just kicked in the door shirtless I'm like what are we doing out there yeah come on <laughs> and everybody's like, who is this guy? Does he work here? Why is he shirtless? Is he bleeding? There's a bunch of people calling for security. It yeah, was, it was yeah. quite a scene. I'm fighting but, off security. I'm like, yeah. I believe in you. We got to do it for Tyson. And yeah. then I made it back in the studio for halftime with minimal bruising. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know what? I, I hope it uh, gave them the fire. I, I like to feel like I was responsible, Jim. It was it was quite effective. I mean, when people tell the story of this game, unfortunately, it was a defeat. And I feel like the Cardosi 
war speech at halftime would have been more memorable if it had been a win. But, hey, they played so much better in the last 24 minutes of the game. So credit to you for the motivation that you provided. You know, I do what I can, Jim. That's why I'm here. I am all about team first. Uh, Speaking of team first, our guest today is Mr. John DeShazer, color analyst for your New Orleans Pelicans. So excited to have him. Uh, Jim, you know, we we talked to to John DeShazer about, uh, you know, the same thing we talked to Fletcher Mackle about. What if LeBron... If he breaks the record here in New Orleans, the scoring record, people have been watching it. Uh, it's looking more and more likely. That's the reason we bring it up to JD. It's, it, yeah. it could happen. He had LeBron had forty plus. I think it was forty six against the Clippers last night. So it wasn't looking maybe necessarily too realistic that he'd have a chance to break the record here. But yeah, we snickered at first a little bit. As we sit here on Wednesday morning, he's one hundred and seventy eight points from breaking Kareem's all time record. Mm. The Lakers have five games before they play here in the on the first Saturday of February. So if he averages, hypothetically, if he averages 30 points a game over those five games, he will have 150 points, which would make him 28 points shy of breaking the record when it comes to New Orleans. Yeah, I mean, he like I said, he had 40-plus. I mean, heck, if he has a bunch of 40-plus games, he'll – there's a chance that he'll break it before they even get to New Orleans. But, I mean, the math is definitely looking like there's a decent chance that he's going to be in position to do it when the Pel- or when the Lakers play at New Orleans. So um, it'll be curious. to It'll be really interesting to see if that's the case. I mean, he has to play in all five games, I think. If he misses any of the games with a back-to-back or some other reason, I think it'll be pretty close to impossible for him to do it here. But it was fun listening to J.D.'s uh, response and uh, – I I thought he covered a lot of good bases. He with He covered the whole situation. It was with a it. nice Venn diagram that intersected yes. with JD. And uh, here's the thing. I keep you know beating my chest like, I want it to happen here. Let him boo him. I don't want it to happen here. Here's the thing. I lie sometimes. Mm. I beat my chest. I'm a big old tough gorilla. I don't want to see it happen here. So let's hope LeBron maybe sits a couple games, something, because uh, I you know as much as I would love the boos, I don't know if it would happen, and I just don't want to see him bask in that glow in our arena. You know what? That's fair, Joe. And I have to admit, I go back and forth because I want to. If, if he does it, I would enjoy the booing and the negativity towards him. The one thing, yes. the one thing I will say that I hands down definitively do not want to see him break the record is if it turns into a love fest because yeah. a LeBron love fest on our home court in our arena is something that would make me probably need to walk outside for a while. And that cool off would be a little bit on sports center forever. Right. It's going to be on ESPN. So you're going to see the Pelicans logo forever. So now that you mentioned that, that does make me lean a little bit towards what you just said, as far as maybe we really don't want to see him do no. it here, but I, I go back and forth, uh, I'm, but we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, just don't make it a love fest. It'd That's be all I'm great asking if for. He just, if he got close here, but maybe like a herb block away, didn't get it. Just something. I want drama. Uh, you know what? Let's get JD in here because uh, I am uh, <clears throat> struggling to get through this one here. So uh, before I become Tom Waits fully, we'll talk to John DeShazer about last night's game and much more. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. Back to Jose. Sprints, no look pass to Nance, and he floats it in reverse style with a right hand over the left side of the rim. To the rack, Green, rejected by Hernan Gomez. Jose taking on the team, took on Jokic, and laid it in off the window. He drove through everybody, everyone on their feet. It's a three-point game. Alvarado with 11. Joining us on the Pelicans podcast. Oh, I miss him so much, and it draws nearer when he's coming back. Radio color analyst for our New Orleans Pelicans, Mr. John DeShazer. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm scratching days on the calendar Same. like I was in prison and slashing <laughs> them out. And so hopefully I'm getting closer and closer uh, to the breakout day, man. I'm ready to get back into the saddle. Yeah, absolutely. We've been saving you a seat. This is another uh, injury update, status update that we've been anxiously awaiting around here. I know that it's not just uh, Brandon Ingram and Zion, but we're hoping to get Mr. John DeShazer back. Yeah, looking forward to doubtful designation for Mr. John DeShazer, which is going to be fun. Yeah, I just want to get back to -to day-to-day. If I can just get back there, then I'm cool. We're just happy to have you on the podcast, however we can get you. Last night's game, man. Uh, my voice is a little hoarse from uh, shrieking in the fourth quarter. Uh, I apologize. <clears throat> How did you feel during that uh, last stretch? Are, are you okay today? Are you as are you as bummed as a lot of Pelicans fans might be? Well, no, I'm not. You know, I, I try to stay away from Twitter. I don't do a very good job of good it, but job. I try to because you know you get so much knee jerk reactions. I mean, it, it, for me, you know, I'm I'm not in the moral victories. I mean, you can't mm. count those in the one loss column. But I was really impressed with the Pelicans last night. Uh, when Dyson Daniels goes down, I think I tweeted something about him going in my backyard and I'm going to scream at the moon. Yeah, and really, it, it was one of those. It was one of those. What else can possibly happen? Moments because it was like you got to be kidding me. Of course, I didn't say kidding, but I was like, <laughs> you got to be kidding me. And so, you know, you get to that, but then you know, you go down 19, and then the Pels just, you know, they they just play hard. They played the right way. They played unselfish. Uh, they just scrapped, and they got back in the game. And, and look, playing hard can cover a multitude of sins in the NBA. We've seen this over the years where uh, if a team will just play hard and play the right way, and as Monty Williams used to always say, you know, don't, don't, don't fool with the game. Don't, don't mess with the game. Just play the game the right way. You can be in games even against a team like Denver. Uh, and so – that's exactly what they did. Jose Alvarado was fantastic in that fourth quarter. Just fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Because if you're going to come back against a team like that in those situations, you're basically punching up and you need a guy to kind of lead the way. And he's feisty enough to where, you know, he just doesn't care. He doesn't, you know, he, he understands. I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't respect NBA players, 
but he doesn't fear anything. I mean, nothing bothers him to the point where he freezes up. So he was the perfect candidate to lead a, a, a comeback like that. And man, if CJ makes that, if he makes that corner three, I think I'd have run out of the house and screaming at the moon again. But it would have been in in in, in, a, in a very very good way, man. So just to get in position to win that game, I thought showed a lot. Now, do you, you know how much energy did you expend doing that? Because you got it back to back, and you know again. It's just one of those things that you can maintain. You can, you can maintain effort now. That That's something that you don't need to be coached to do. You can do that yourself as players. It's the, it's the other things, you know, the turnovers and, you know, that kind of thing, especially the unforced turnovers and the live, live ball turnovers that really drive me crazy. But, I mean, effort-wise, if they'll put forth that effort, you know, you don't have to execute clean because nobody does but you can execute well enough if you put together that kind of effort to be in games. And especially if you're shooting, when did the pills shoot like five for 29 from three? 26. Three. Yeah. Five yeah. For CJ had a rough night from three, especially man. Yeah. And uh, you know, my bucket getter's got to get back to getting buckets. And I mean, I think he will. I mean, I, I think now it's really catching up to him carrying the, as much of the load as he has carried. And now teams are just basically saying, okay, you know, in certain situations, we'll just blitz him at half court. We'll send two guys at him hard on the double team, get the ball out of his hands, and see if somebody else can make a decision to beat us. And it's been working, so the Pels are going to have to figure that part out. J.D., you mentioned the three-point shooting, and, I mean, not only was it a struggle last night, but the last three games they've shot under 30% from three-point arc, which might be the first time that's happened all season where they've had that many games where it's been under 30. I mean, one of the things that was working – in the fourth quarter, obviously last night was just Jose getting to the basket and you mentioned um, punching up and you know, some of the stuff that he's able to do. How impressive was it to you? And maybe do you think they found something with just him being able to get into the paint and be able to, to I think he had six layups in the fourth quarter and he, Michael Malone was, I'm not sure if you could see this on TV, but Michael Malone was ready to, to like go out there and choke somebody. Yeah. Mike Malone was ready to punch you up on some of his, on some of his guys. Uh, but, you know, I think Jose's a really good counter to what defenses are doing because in addition to, to CJ, you get CJ on the court, but you need when he gets the ball out of his hands, if he's going to pass it to a guy, you need somebody to be decisive. And I think that's what mm-hmm. they've missed uh, with Najee Marshall being out because when you blitz CJ or if you can get the ball out of CJ, CJ McCollum's hands, then the next guy needs to be in attack mode immediately because he's going to have an advantage. You know, there's so much attention being paid to either CJ or Jonas Valanciunas that the other guy will have a distinct advantage if he will attack. Well, you don't have to ask Jose Alvarado to attack. You don't have to ask Najee Marshall to attack. Those guys are constantly looking for ways to be aggressive. So I think that played right into Jose's hands. You didn't have Jose standing around the three-point line looking for three-point jumpers. You had him attacking the rim, and he can be effective in those. A couple of layups he gets over Jokic, you know, which really shows how intense and how how aggressive he was being in those situations because you've got to have somebody who's just fearless in those situations. And And that's the thing that's always been the most impressive about Jose Alvarado is he doesn't care who you are. He's going to attack you. He's going to see what you're made of. He's going to see what you got. And he doesn't mind if, you know, your block is shot, if you're knocking to the floor or whatever. He's going to pick himself up, and he's going to come right back at you. You need that next guy to be that aggressive if C.J. McCollum is going to be a focal point on the perimeter, and he was perfect for that last night. Yeah, to your point, I, I feel like 
uh, Jose's mentality was so important last night because at a certain point, I mean, the Pelicans were down 16 at halftime. It was easy to just be like, it's not our night. Uh, it's a back-to-back, just, you know, pack it in. But Jose coming out, coming out, scoring 14 of his 17 points in the last 13 minutes, uh, just, just energizing uh, the crowd, just energizing the team. It was such a huge uh, game for him. And, and like I said, just, just great to see him taking it once again to the Nuggets. We got to talk about the final play, though. Uh, it's one of those things where I feel like everyone is discussing it, doing the autopsy of that final play. Uh, everyone's got their opinions of it. I've watched it about a thousand times now. It's, it's tough to say, you know, in retrospect, what Herb could or could have or should have done. But, you know, what, did you see anything there that, that sort of, uh, breaks your heart a little bit extra today or, you know, you sort of like, that's the shot and, and you're okay with it. I can live with that shot. I mean, of course you want Billy on the, on the layup. You hope that Herb, you know, finds him. He looked like he was open. Uh, maybe Billy Hernan Gomez can get that layup and, and win the game right there at the buzzer. And that's, of course, the high percentage shot. So you want that to be the shot. But in lieu of that, uh, even if C.J. McCollum is having the game that he has from three-point range, that's what you brought him here for. That's what you pay him for. You pay him for those situations. And so you want, more often than not, for him to come through in that situation. He gets a pump fake. He gets a wide-open, clean look. And he just doesn't make the shot. You know, he overshoots it, airmails it. If you ask him today or if you ask him last night, he's going to tell you, I should have made that shot. It's a wide open look. That's what I'm here for is to be able to be in those situations and to take that game and to win that game in that situation, even if you're playing. Because that's what, you know, guys of his stature are supposed to be able to do. No matter what you do through the course of the game, that's what you're on the court for. You're there for that shot. So I can live with that shot. I can live with that shot no matter who took it because it was a wide open, clean look. And that's about as good as you're going to get in that situation. Now, do you want the layup? Of course you want the layup. Could he have gotten it to him? You know, maybe, maybe not. I, I think tough. he might have been able to squeeze that, that pass to, to, to Billy for the layup. But, you know, again, in lieu of that, the corner three, the shortest three you can take, a wide open look from C.J. McCollum, I, I can live with that. I, I wish he had, you know, a better feel for the game last night. But, you know, I can, I can live with that look. Yeah, J.D., it's interesting. I'm not sure how many people saw this. It was kind of late in the proceedings after the game. But uh, Billy Hernan Gomez, I'm not sure if he misspoke, but he said that Herb texted him and said that he – Herb said, you know, hey, I'm sorry I missed you. I should have hit you on that pass. So I, we knew Herb was quiet, but I didn't know he had to – if that was actually what happened, I didn't realize that Herb had to text Billy to instead of just going up to him and, and saying that to him in the locker room. But – that was kind of a funny exchange that Herb. I mean, I, I guess Herb watched the replay and saw. I mean, Billy him. was shaded on that play too. I, it would have made me nervous yeah. to make that pass. A- Aaron but. Gordon was in between. He Aaron Gordon was trying to protect the basket, which is what you should do. He was guarding the inbounds pass at an angle, but apparently um, Herb saw the replay and he he must not have seen him when the play was developing and he was looking to the corner because it's the play was drawn up for CJ. So I think it, his he kind of looked away from the middle of the court as Billy was kind of clearing himself open. But Herb did say after the game, like, hey, man, I I should have seen you. So that was just unfortunate. I mean, one of those things. I, I don't yeah. know. And, and, yeah, and I mean, bottom line, he executed the play. It was a, it was a great execution of play. You, yeah. you, know, you want a good, clean look, and you got a great, open look for C.J. McCollum. He just missed the shot. Yeah. You know, so, you know, you can't, you can't ask. I mean, of course, you can ask for more. You want the layup or the dunk. 
But in that situation, if that's the play that's on the book that you're drawing up and that's your, your, your option one and you're focused in and you're Herb Jones and you just don't want to make a mistake, then that's a great look. Yeah, you know, J.D., it's easy to get down right now. Uh, Pelicans, you know, they're 7-9 they're and nine, uh, without Ingram and Zion. We're hoping for good news uh, soon with that. Uh, they've lost 10 of their last 13. They've lost five in a row. It's the longest losing stretch of the season. We need some positivity right now, J.D. And, and right now, you know, we've, we've, we've heard Graf kind of losing it a little bit. Rightfully so. It's been a tough stretch. But we need a pep talk. And I think if anybody... Graf needs a pep talk sometimes. Have there been some of these games that you've been listening to where it's, it's felt dark, but there's something you would have said, some pep talk you may have given in those moments that says, hey, it's not as bad as it feels right now. Well, actually, I've texted him a few times. You know, I, I, I listen to the game. <laughs> right. So, you know, I keep up with my guy. I try to make sure that he's not going to have any kind of, you know, angerisms or anything on the air. <laughs> so I try to make sure that he's okay. And, uh, you know, so I'll text him during the game, you know, just little light moments or whatever. And sometimes I'll text him, you know, some complaints. But, you know, if I was next to him, I'd, I'd just be like, hey, man, calm down. Because <laughs> the NBA season is a long season. I, I, I used to tell him this all the time, and this is the NBA. So a 20-point lead means nothing. Uh, a second quarter lead means nothing. You know, it's one of those where, you know, I don't know what I tell him now because you lose five in a row and, you know, yeah. now you start losing credibility because you're pepping him up <laughs> and the team isn't winning. But it's one of those things where, you know, this is still a good squad. Yeah. This is a shorthanded squad. And, man, I, I, God, I, I hate to use, I hate to use injuries. I think it's used. But you're missing Zion Williamson. That's you're true. missing Brandon Ingram. Yeah. Now you're missing Najee Marshall. And now you're going to be missing Dyson Daniels. That is a lot. And I don't care what team you are. I don't care if you're Denver. I don't care if you're Philly. I don't care if you're, I don't care if you're Milwaukee or, or the Memphis Nets. Or, I don't care what team you are. You miss your top two guys, and you miss critical guys who, who play great roles on your team. You know, and Herb Jones just got back. I don't care who you are. You're going to struggle. It, 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 it's just that way in the NBA. People looked at that loss in Orlando and it was like, you know, the, the roof was caving in and then Orlando goes and kicks in and then breaks off a foot in, in Boston. Has, <laughs> has beaten Boston three times this season. Mm-hmm. Orlando. Because yeah, if you look call. at Orlando, yeah, the record doesn't say much, but you put those guys on the court and you get them out there and they get on a little bit of a heater and they make a couple of shots, that is a difficult team to beat. This is the NBA. Ain't no gimmies. You got to beat people and you got to play through. And unfortunately, the Pels have not had what it's taken to get through to the finish line. They've kind of run, you know, run out of gas a little bit in these games. And you can see it down the stretch where, you know, for two and a half, three quarters, they're there and they just don't have the wherewithal to get to the finish line. And that's where you need the extra bodies. And even when you get Zion Williamson and, and Brandon Ingram back now, look, that's not a magic elixir immediately. Because yeah. they've got to reintegrate into the team. They got to get into to game shape. They got to get back the timing back. And these guys, as as much as Brandon Ings has been out, you know, B.I.'s been out like thirty consecutive games. You know, okay, now you gotta reconfigure, okay, where does he like the ball? How does he like it? You know, and you can't immediately believe he's gonna go out there and play forty three minutes mm-hmm. in the first game or two and just gonna carry the team on his back. He's gotta get back into it. So that's not going to be a magic potion. It's all about the work that you put in once you get those guys back. It's going to be great to get them back. But, man, look, when you're missing 50 points, that's B.I. and, and Zion, and you're missing a guy like Najee Marshall, he, who gives you that fearlessness and that toughness, and now you're going to be missing Dyson Daniels, who can guard, you know, three, four positions. 
that takes a lot away from a team. Yeah, J.D., I was going to say my uh, graph pep talks lately have been very succinct. Basically, what I do is I stroll by his radio spot in, <laughs> and I'm headed away from him in, in one direction or the other. And I'll just say, hey, man, they're fourth place in the West. And then I just keep walking. Yeah, yeah. I don't away. let him yeah, but- I don't let him respond. <laughs> That's smart. See, and, you know, and see, you know, and I and I tell them sometimes, you know, hey man, re- remember where this team was last year. Now, yeah. let's not let's not forget that. I mean, I I know it's 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 you know people want to think that eighteen years ago. Remember where this team was at the same point last year yeah. and where they are now. Mm-hmm. That's a marked improvement. You're talking about a team now that has built up enough equity. They built up enough of of a cushion to where they could lose five in a row and still be in fourth, fourth place. Sure. Doesn't that say something about what this team's done? So, I mean, you know, there, there are a lot of good things still that you can, that you can concentrate on. And, and Jim and I have talked about this before. It's, it's easy to have tunnel vision, just focus on the problems the Pelicans have, but a lot of teams have been dealing with injury problems, and a lot of teams have fallen off when their stars are out. Uh, it's not just the Pelicans. Pelicans, if anything, uh, did themselves some favors early. Uh, not lately, of course, but, but early. And the West has stayed pretty much the same. Sacramento... Uh, skipped ahead of us, but I'm I'm not that scared of Sacramento. I still feel like we can stay pat where we are in the West. Once we get Ingram back, once we get Zion back, once they're in a rhythm, the last stretch of the season is going to be really interesting in terms of how we make hay, where we sit in the West. Speaking of the West, JD, the Lakers kind of hard to figure out right now. Every now and then they'll win a game. You're like, ooh, ooh, they're back. AD's getting closer. LeBron's ageless. And then every now and then they'll, you know, oh, oh, there they are. That's why they're at the bottom of the West. But as it gets closer, it looks like LeBron, uh-oh, might break the scoring record here uh, in New Orleans. We asked the, the question of Fletcher Mackle, uh, how he would feel about that. Where do you sit on that, J.D., if it were to happen? We just got to imagine it's going to happen in the Smoothie King Center. What do you expect? How would you feel about it? Well, I'm a fan of history, so I, I'd actually like to see him break it here. I'd like to be able to to say, you know, hey, I, I saw it in person. I, I hope to be in the arena that night one way or the other. And uh, I, I, I'm a fan of history. I, 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 like, I wouldn't mind seeing it done here. Now, I'd like to see it on one of those 10 for 40 nights from the field and the Pelicans win the game. And, hey, he breaks the record. You know, you stop the game. You give him the ball. You know, hooray, hooray, hooray. And then you kick their tails and send them on about their business. And then you get the best of both worlds. Hey, LeBron James set the all-time NBA scoring record in the Saluda King Center on the same night that the Pels beat him by 27. And you can't enjoy so it. I got no problem. <laughs> yeah, I got no problem with that. You know, I'm a, I'm a fan of history. I remember uh, Kobe got on a streak of, I think, 40, 50-point games. With the, I think, yeah, it was Kobe. Got on a streak of 40, 50-point games when the Pelicans you know, were getting ready You know, when they were in Oklahoma City and they came to New Orleans and played one of those games. And it was one of those, you know, historic streaks. And when he came to the Smoothie King Center, hey, it was like, you know what? He can get 50 here. I ain't got no problem with that, you know, as long yeah. as the Pels win the game. So I'm always a fan of, you know, a guy having a great game, you know, as long as the Pels win that game. I, You know, I was, man, man, I was watching Jokic last night. And it was like, you know what? I don't mind if he gets his triple-double. You know what? That, that'd be kind of fun to watch. I, it, I want the Pels to win the game. I just want them to be able to pull out the game. And they weren't able to do it, but... You know, if he breaks the record here, so be it. As long as he has a, a, a two game in the process and the Pels win, you know, you can't cuss on, you know, on, on the yeah, podcast. Yeah. So as long as, as long as he has a, a, a crappy game along the way, 
you know, hey, set the record and lose the game. I got no problem with that. Yeah, see, I, I, that's somewhere in the middle. Jim and I, I'm a fan of chaos. Uh, you know me. I'm a bit of a I, – I just <laughs> love when things go a little awry. And to me, it would just be – it's different when Kobe breaks a record here or or if Jokic would do it. LeBron James directly orchestrated the disintegration of the Pelicans. And it's by luck and chance that we're good now. Uh, if the fans would rain down booze upon that man when he broke the record, some people see it as a black eye on the fans. I think it would be hilarious. But that's just me. I'm a fan of chaos. So I don't know if it would be a, a stain on history or if it would be funny. I feel like New Orleans deserves it, JD, a little bit. Just a little bit. And you know what? And I can you know, now that you mention it, I think I could see that happening. I could I could see the fans booing him if he breaks the record here. I could see the fans booing him as they give him the basketball as a, as a keepsake. I could right. I could see all of that happening because you know there is a lot to dislike about the Lakers. Um, not the least of which is the, the big man who's supposed to be returning pretty soon. Um, LeBron, yeah, he's he's agent of chaos. Now he orchestrated it, but you know Anthony Davis was was the the puppet. He was oh yeah, he was the guy who had the strings pulled the entire way. He didn't have to be, you know, that guy, but that's the guy he he turned out to. Well, not the guy he turned out to be. That's the guy he is. Yeah. And so you know that yeah that wouldn't bother me if if the fans booed him either. I mean I. I can take all of that in one bowl and yes. mix it up together and live with all of it. There's the petty. I knew JD would bring the petty back. I'm not alone. That's my man. Uh, JD, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today, man. You made my heart swell about three sizes in the good way. JD, can't wait to have you back in March. Looking forward to having you back with us as we hit that home stretch into the playoffs. Going to be fun, man. Get better. And uh, we will see you soon. Man, I'm so looking forward to getting back into the swing of it. So, you know, always good talking to you guys. Uh, always lifts my spirits. And, and, and um, yeah, again, looking forward to getting back on that horse and starting the ride, man. Yeah. Woo. All right. Oh, big old thanks to John DeShazer. Uh, for joining us. Look, I gotta be honest. I, I am, I've been talking about how I'm uh, shirtless and hollering. I'm not some savage. My voice is like this because I choked on medicine because I'm <clears throat> very old. So sorry about that. Also, it's my medicine's fault for being the size of a pet coffin. Uh, anyway, uh, we are looking tonight at the Timberwolves, uh, which, you know, they, they've given us problems before and they are uh, a contender in the West, but... Potentially, potentially, good health news coming, Jim. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, by the time the vast majority of people are listening to this, the news will be out. The NBA has a rule. I've mentioned this in writing before, possibly even on the podcast. When you have a back-to-back, you have to submit your injury report by 1 p.m. local time of the game. So 12.30, 12.45, we'll know whether Brandon Ingram's status has been changed from doubtful the way it was before to something else. We'll also get an update on Dyson Daniels unfortunately with the ankle injury last night that was rough to see reminded me of what happened to him in summer league where he was out for a little while um on the Minnesota side Rudy Gobert is questionable for them too so I I thought we might get to see him versus Jonas Valanciunas at center but not sure about that right now um Carl Anthony Towns has been out for them for a while and is going to remain out for the next foreseeable future so that's another key guy who's not yeah. on the court. But you mentioned, um, I think the last time Minnesota was here, which was not that long ago, a few weeks ago in late December, they were quite feisty. That was quite an intense game. There was definitely some heated, I don't know if it's words, back yeah, and forth, but some some unhappiness between the two teams. So 
I'm looking forward to a very competitive game tonight and a lot of intensity. It's a it's another key battle. I mean, the Timberwolves are only two and a half games behind the Pelicans in the standings, so you have to start looking at that as well yep. when in some of these head-to-head games. Chance for New Orleans to actually win the season series because they only play them three times this whole season. The last, the third one is the very last day of the regular season, game 82, oh, all the okay. way down in April. The only time that they play in Minneapolis, I guess they got got to avoid the frigid temperatures of Minnesota this year. Um, so they can win the season series if they win tonight, which who knows that might factor in later down the road. Yeah, that would be great. And uh, let's hope we can get one back. Let's hope that uh, we get some good Ingram news. We are recording this early before we get it on this hashtag Western Conference Wednesday, Jim. It is a Western Conference Wednesday indeed. Yes, what an exciting day it always is uh, in the middle of the week for the Western birds Conference are Wednesday. Sunshine. Maybe we're gaining a little bit more popularity. We're gaining some steam with this hashtag. Toot, toot. Hop um, on the train, people. But yeah, it, I think since the last time we met for Western Conference Wednesday, it's funny because, I mean, the Pelicans have not won since then, but yet they're still in fourth place. I mean, it's getting more and more tenuous. They're only mm-hmm. a game ahead of the Clippers right now. The Clippers are in fifth. Pelicans caught a little bit of a break last night because Dallas played Washington in Dallas. I was expecting that to be a Mavericks victory, but the Wizards pulled off an upset. So instead of the Mavericks being a half game behind the Pelicans, they're back to one and a half. But uh, Clippers, Mavericks are the beginning of a clump of teams from like 5 to 12 that are so close with each other. So it's kind of amazing to me that I guess a lot of this is just the – the roller coaster nature of the season where it doesn't seem like any team can really get a lot of momentum going. They'll win a couple games, lose a couple yeah. games, and at the end of the day, you end up with everyone right around 500. So I'm hoping from a Pelicans perspective that they can get some wins coming up here and not have to th- be flirting with being 500 because once you get down to 500, yeah. your chances of going from five down to 10 with one or two losses increases dramatically. So they need to stay with a little bit of a cushion over 500 so they can at least um, somewhat comfortably be in the top four. But man, the, the group of teams that is behind them is just unbelievable. I'm starting to get a little worried about Phoenix because they've won Uh four in a row and they're one game over 500. Now I'm not sure when Booker is going to come back, but they've been playing better with Chris Paul back in the lineup lately. So that might be a team to look out for in this uh, jam-packed set of standings. Yeah, he's gonna get. Uh, he's gonna keep getting older, though. We'll see. Look, I'm not trying to be a, a rah-rah mindlessly guy. I'm not gonna sit here on the on the Pelicans podcast, and be like, hey, don't worry about that. Look over here. Uh, but you, you look at the Memphis Grizzlies. John's got an ankle injury. You don't know how serious that's gonna be. Uh, Stephen Adams, he's gonna be out three to five weeks, so they're gonna deal with their own injury problems. But yeah, it's gonna be an interesting stretch. The thing is. We're getting healthy, right, when a lot of teams are sort of getting beaten up, and you hope that we can sort of make up ground as we close the season. Uh, Jim, got another one tonight. Let's strap up, and let's hope for a win against these T-Wolves. Uh, I'm going to count on you for the halftime speech tonight, though. <laughs> well, it sounds from the sounds of your voice, I don't think we're going to be able to go back to the well for a second night in a row no. with you. So 
I will be ready, Joe, I promise. Okay, I don't want to have to whisper, guys, we can do this, it's gonna be fine. Uh, I don't think it would work, especially no. since security knows my face now. Uh, we are the Pelicans Podcast, presented by SeatGeek. Thank you so much for joining us. We will talk to you once again on Friday, and I will be drinking honey tea until then. Until then. <gasps> Jim, you gotta help me. Go Pels. Woo! Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on Pelicans.com, the Pelicans mobile app, or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Three ball left corner. Nope. Ball game. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com.